Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bitches Love Brunch. This is your host, Kiana. I am so excited to be back for season six of the show. Um, There's been so many twists and turns and changes that have been transpiring since the last season. I know season five was the first time that I had an opportunity to take the reins of the show without Courtney, you know, our forever friend of this show. She always has a seat right here. And I wanted to see if I could try it on my own. And I just had to leap. You know, I took a leap and I decided to call on some really amazing people. And then even on this episode, you'll find I I was even reached out to from some really amazing people that wanted to join me on the show this season. So I am going to bring in a ton of my friends. I want you guys to welcome them with open arms as they're, they will also be forever friends of our show. And we just want to talk more about you know, what's going on in the world? You know, I miss you guys so much. I miss the listeners. I know we've been getting so many messages, emails, DMs, any way that you guys can find me. I hear you. Um, <laughs> we decided to come back. And so I'm excited. Courtney may join us this season. There's just so many things that are com- coming down the pipeline. But on our first on our first episode, guys, I have a really amazing lady with me. Her name is Rachel. Rachel, I am so grateful for you joining me on this season. My first episode on this season. And this is like a real live moment for us to get to know each other in front of our audience. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you, Rachel. Um, she, You live in Columbus, right? Columbus, Ohio? Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm very biased. Everyone on the show knows that I'm all things Ohio. Is that where you're originally from? I'm from Wheeling, West Virginia. It's only like two hours away, um, but I lived there till, for like 18 years and then moved here. Okay. I'm familiar with Wheeling. Um, I went to OU. So it wasn't like Wheeling isn't too far from Athens. Okay. Yeah. So when I would drive to Charlotte, North Carolina, that's where I lived in college, we would go that route. So I know exactly where you are in that region. So yeah, I'm so excited to have you in normal bitches love brunch style. We usually recap our last brunch together, but you weren't with us, but I did have my friend Alexis join us. She talked to us about being a mompreneur. She's a mom of three. She came on the show and talked more about like what motherhood really looks like. Um, She's an entrepreneur. She's in real estate. She's a creative And it was just a really cool conversation just because um, there are lots of people who have a mixed bag of friends who might be getting married or maybe having families or even still in their singlehood and exploring, you know, entrepreneurship or full time work and or single motherhood. Who knows? Like my friends really run the gamut. So that episode was really amazing. I'm so grateful that Alexis came on and chatted with us and got to know some of our guests. And so the first segment that we do is called Pass the Mimosas, Rachel. So, Rachel, this is the part of the show where I'll have a drink or not. You know, no one's forced alcohol on this show. Um, but we share what we're what we're going to order to drink. And so I can kick it off and let you know and let the audience know what I'm drinking tonight. I actually have a glass of Cabernet. Um, I recently, this is news. Breaking news, guys. I relocated to Chicago. So 
this weekend was the weekend that they turned the river green. And so I did drink a little bit yesterday. I drank a little bit yesterday. So I'm drinking just a little bit today as well. I didn't drink a ton. I didn't do like the whole kick it thing. Like I just wanted to see the river turn green. Have you ever seen that? No, I've been to Chicago a bunch and I love it there, but I've never been there for the river, the green river, St. Patrick's day or any of that. Let me say it's like bright green. Like super really? bright green. Like it's it's really pretty. I had never I was I was like, how are they gonna do this? You know, just actually deciding like how will you turn an entire river green? But they do it. They do it. So I'm drinking Cabernet. Rachel, I'm gonna pass the mimosa to you. <laughs> what are you joining? Well, what am I drinking? Nothing. I was at a wedding last night, so I am taking a quick little break. But if I could order a drink and it wasn't evening time, I'd order an espresso martini. Do you like espresso martinis? Oh my gosh, I love that for you. (laughs) I like red wine too, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a wine girl, but also I'm getting more into my martini bag as I get a little bit older. My thing right now is blueberry lemon drops. Mm, never had that. Man, it's decadent. So um, we'll go on to what's going on with the new with bringing in the good news. And so usually I like to start off with what's happening in my life that's new. Like I said, I went and moved to Chicago. I got a new opportunity. I decided to come here and start life over again. I shared on last season. Um, my mom had transitioned. My mom passed and like this was right during COVID. And I didn't really know what to do. Honestly, I didn't know what to do. And so for me, I was like, it's time to build a new chapter. And so this is a part of me building that new chapter. So that's what's new with me and why you know, we took a break from the show. I had to get my bearings together literally my entire life. So, Rachel, what's new with you? What's new with you <laughs> in 2022? Um, 20, 2023. 2020, 2023. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I am recently single. Okay. Just um, working on the Beauty Boost, the business I own, and just trying to maybe take a solo travel trip coming up and just do things for myself. Yeah. Where are you thinking of going? Um, I think I'm going to take my dog and drive to Charleston uh, and just like work remote for a couple of weeks. I think that's the most amazing idea I've ever heard. Charleston is actually the place that I want to retire. Oh really? Yeah. It's beautiful. You've been before? Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It's the number one city when we started expanding the views to other cities that I've wanted to be in since the whole time and for whatever reason we're just not there yet but I would love to eventually like have a work reason to have to go but yeah I'll just you know visit so I think that's a perfect segue into really digging into what we want to talk about on the show because I want to go more into your business and what that looks like and share more with our audience in terms of that, but more so too, this could potentially take you to Charleston. I mean, you're going there soon. So Mm -hmm. I just think that this is wonderful. Um, The way we like to wrap up this segment of the show is with the affirmation and it's called, well, not that it's called, but the affirmation is I'm empowered, healthy, and beautiful. And I want to kick off our first topic in terms of, 
finding our sacred purpose and sisterhood. And I think that where you are right now, just sharing like what's new with you and you going into this new single single season, mm-hmm. like, and you're going you're going to pour back into your business. Tell me more about your business and just where you are with it and your journey and how you got here. Yeah. Well, is that the affirmation you always do? No, I change it every okay. um episode. Okay, because it's our mission. Our the, so the Beauty Boost is a company I started in Columbus, Ohio in 2015, and the goal is to help women feel empowered, healthy, and beautiful. And we do that by putting on different events and experiences. So we put on you know one to three events every month, um, and all the events range under four categories. So there's retreats, whether it's like a weekend getaway or a local day thing fitness events, empowerment workshops, and socials. And I never thought it'd be anywhere but Columbus. Um, And then around like my third year in business was when women were reaching out in other cities, somehow they found it or saw it on Instagram or whatever, and just asked if it was in their city um, or could I recommend something similar. So that's what got us to start expanding. And there's a different me, you know, in each city that runs and owns it. Um, But we all work really collectively together as a team. And we're currently in 23 cities across wow. the country. Um, I know that before the show recording started, we, we were talking about where you've lived and we were in Nashville, but we are not currently in Chicago. Also uh, one of our top cities we want to be in. Um, but yeah, it's really wild and <laughs> a lot of ups and downs, but I really yeah. love what I do. I love this so much. And when you reached out to me, you you reached out to me on Instagram. I remember that. And I remember taking a look at your Instagram page and then going to your website and seeing the offerings that you have for women to come together. Because this is women specific, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I saw the different like retreats. I saw women and really leaning into that aspect of like just wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I really appreciated that. One of the things that I love most out of life I tell people like adulthood is the worst hood I've ever been in (laughs) but sisterhood is one of my favorite hoods like sisterhood is absolutely one of my absolute favorite hoods and it expands beyond um racial barriers geographies um sometimes interests we can have different Mm -hmm. interests but I think that the commonality of being a woman, I think sometimes we don't lean on the fact that that unites so many of us. And so I love that you've been doing that and you have grown to over 23 cities. That's wild. Yeah. It's happened really organically. It's been all, um, you know, sometimes people are like, how'd you pick the cities you're in? Obviously we want to make sure it's a, a good city for what we offer that people there would want this. But it's really just been women that have found out about us various ways. And um, we go through the interview process, but they've reached out to us. So we are starting to like actively look into cities like we really want to be in, like Charleston or Chicago. But so far, it's all been pretty organic. I love this so much. And hey, I'm here in Chicago. So <laughs> if the girls are gathering, I would like to be in the mix. Yes. Um as somebody who wanted to start this podcast alongside um, Courtney, I I wanted it for that aspect of like sisterhood. Courtney and I would have these long conversations while I was living in Nashville and she was in Columbus. And um, 
we were like, let's just start a podcast. Let's let's talk about what it's like to be a transplant. What is, let's talk about what it's like to be a single woman um, living in these different cities or, you know, educated women living in these different cities. I'm also first generation and I felt really isolated and like, okay, I'm a data analyst, but also I'm a lot of other things too. How can I find other like-minded people um, or create a platform where I can find like-minded people and I never know who this show may touch or who may hear it. Um, and I think that's phenomenal. Can you share, are there any women or stories that you may have had that have like touched you to keep you going all this time? I mean, so the wedding I was in last night, the entire bridal party uh, met through the beauty boost. So what? yeah. So, I mean, you could come to an event and maybe feel a little nervous if you're coming solo. We have so many women come solo and you might just like have a good time and it's not going to like change your life. But I do think if you continue to come to things, you will start meeting women and it can and does change people's lives. Um, whether it's the content of what we're offering or the speaker or just other business contacts they make or, you know, friendships that are created. I think ultimately the number one thing we hear from women on the surveys and all that of what they love or what, why they joined is because they're looking to make like-minded friends. And I'm 37 and I started it about in 2015. So quite some time, but I've always had really close friends, but we all got really scattered, um, you know, with life. And so none of them really live in Columbus and I felt very isolated and lonely. And sometimes you can be surrounded by a lot of people, but still you don't feel like it's those close, true friendships where it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's a great time. Um, And it can be hard to meet, especially, yeah, when you move or whatever Mm -hmm. life has, you might be at different seasons of life because all your friends are married with kids and they're, you still love each other, but they're just got other things going on. So you know, very various phases of life. It can be hard to meet friends as an adult. Um, and I think, you know, that's one of the great, greatest pieces of what we offer. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And part of me feels like the way that I've kind of constructed my life in a, in a way, sisterhood has always been this staple of what stayed consistent as I've moved around and relationships have sever romantically or blossomed that's always been like a constant for me and so that's something that I hold dear to me and listening to you it makes me feel as though like okay is is sisterhood and what and what it means to me is so important is this a part of my purpose do you feel like this is a part of your purpose and how did you yeah like do you feel like it is yeah, I definitely feel very called to do what I do. Um, I mean, over the eight years and all the cities we're in, whether it's one of the city owners or um, an attendee or a local business that we work with, I mean, there's, you know, this isn't the Rachel Kershaw. This is the other women doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've heard thousands of testimonials, truly, about, you know, if if I wasn't part of Beauty Boost, my business would never be where it is or uh, as dramatic as I was feeling really isolated, having dark thoughts and didn't know what I was going to do with them. And then I just saw this event pop up and came and changed my life, you know, um, just what people are looking for going through. So yes, I do feel very, very called to do what I do. And I think, um, sisterhood is the also most important thing in my life. Um, I've had the same, I've been really blessed to have the same few friends, um, best friends as we were five years old, but I rarely see them. I see them maybe once or twice a year. 
and then obviously I have friends now that are local, but, um, just everybody, you know, feels like sometimes they don't know. You never know what other people are going through and life can be very hard and challenging, um, as adults. And I do believe like if it's very hard to get through those things, if you don't have close friends, I think that's made all the difference, at least for me. Yeah, absolutely. I know I've been through like a rough few years and I'm just like, what the hell would I do mm-hmm. without my friends? Like, what would I do? Because I mean, living in Nashville, I moved there with no friends or family. Moving here, I have more people. But you can, you go through what you go through. You know, I always tell people like everywhere you go, there you are. You can move across the world. I've done it. Mm -hmm. Like you can move across the world, but still the things that you have to face, the things that you have to unpack, they're for you. Mm -hmm. And nobody else can do that work for you, but you. Um, And it is nice when you can have that community of people that you can just like, Hey girl, what's Mm -hmm. going on? Or tell me some of the events that you guys do together. Like, what are some of the activities that the women like? Yeah. Um, you know, we have the four categories, but I would say all of them have, like, a, a high fun factor to them. It's okay. never like, too heavy. It might be, like, it might be an empowerment speaker on a topic, but it's always, like, um, fun factor. So there's always typically drinks, alcoholic and mocktails, um, healthy bites, and then we team up with a lot of local businesses and they offer ex- many experience stations um, where all the services are complimentary. So you could get, a, you could go to a nail bar, um, a braid station, boutique shopping, get Reiki done, chiropractor, whatever. And it's just time for you to kind of see who's out there in the community and connect with those services. And then also, you know, chat with your friends or meet some new friends, have drinks. And then it just depends which event it is. If it's fitness, then, you know, sometimes we do a bunch of back-to-back fitness classes that you can dive yeah. into. If it's um, a social, we just had our Galentine's event where it was all like spa stations that you could go around and get stuff done at a brewery. Um, if it's a retreat, we typically go to, at least in Columbus, we go to Hawking Hills, which is about an yes. hour away for the weekend, uh, Friday evening through like Sunday late morning. And it's real laid back, but... You can kind of take what you want. We have a full itinerary, but if you want to sleep in and skip stuff, that's cool too. Um, and we work with a lot of awesome coaches, whether it's a business coach, a money mindset coach, a life coach, whatever, um, to speak on different topics that would resonate with who the type of women we attract. Listen, sign me up. You have me at <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You have me at hey, we're meeting up and doing different, ex- like, mini experiences. I'm an experienced girl. Like, mm-hmm. when people ask me, like, what do I want? Or even when I'm gifting somebody something, I'm like, can I get you, do you want something tangible or do you want an experience? Yeah. Because I'm always experienced me. So, yes, yeah, sign me up twice. Whenever we get to, <laughs> whenever you guys get to Chicago, I'm here for it. Um, But those sound amazing. Is this the first business that you've owned? Have you always been an entrepreneur? <laughs> No, I worked for a lot of jobs beforehand, but I've always had a bit of like a rebellious soul and I really, I really struggle working for other people. I always knew I wanted to, uh, like I've liked, I liked all my jobs I had for the most part. I liked the people, my bosses were fine. I just never agreed. And this was well before, you know, remote work or even the word freelancing was so common, but it was very much like go to college and then you work at a job where you sit at a desk. Yeah. Eight to five, and I never felt connected to that. I 
despised it. So I've always wanted to work for myself, but I had a, a lot of jobs actually um, before I started this. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, my mom was a nurse. Then she, my mom had a lot of different careers, but the one that I remember of course, more vividly is her last career, which was an entrepreneur. And so she had a food truck and I feel as though I have a nine to five, but also have this Mm -hmm. as an outlet and business as well. And so I feel a little rebellious too. Like, I'm glad you said that. It's kind of like, I don't want to do whatever it is that y'all just want me to do. I want to do. I think there's two ways though. Like not everybody has to like do a job that is their passion, you know? So I think as long as if your job allows you the freedom and the financial stability that you're craving, and then you get your creative outlets filled in other ways, you know, such as doing your podcast or maybe you have a side hustle or hobbies or whatever, or your job can be your passion. um, If you're able to figure that out, but you know, I think it, our society puts a lot of pressure on people to be like, um, you know, do do what you love. But that's not always going to help the lifestyle that you need to have, whether you're a parent or whatever it might be. So I think I think you can look at it different ways as long as you um, are filling your cup somehow. I love that perspective. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, I feel as though I've been fortunate enough to have a career that I've built based off of both of my degrees like I'm literally doing something that has something to do with both of my um degrees and that that doesn't happen every day you know what I mean like that's that's an anomaly so I'm very fortunate to do that but then also it gives me the freedom and flexibility to do this too so in a lot of ways I'm fortunate about that but like you said you have to, life is what you make it. You know what I mean? And we spend a lot of time in our jobs. I think that's what is the most critical thing for me is like, that's a big chunk of your time in your life. And so let's make sure that you're doing something that you can feel good about. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to feel good about it. I want to feel good about the impact that I'm putting out into the world. And I want to do it alongside other people that I think are just as badass or if not more, because iron sharpens iron and I only look as good as my counterparts. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's just the way that I look at it. But I love your perspective. Like, I think that's really healthy. Thanks. So let me ask you this. And this is aside from like the beauty boost and bitches love brunch, but just on... From a woman's perspective, just us having this conversation, this is a, I wouldn't say like, it's not a risque question, but I think it's worth asking another woman, do you think that women can have it all? <laughs> um, well, I think it def- it matter- it- it's all. Yeah, yeah. What you define as all. I think that there's different seasons of life. So, you know, mm-hmm. like... I think not all at the same exact time. I think that can be challenging. So, you know, if you're, if you really want family and that's your um, number one value and you have two little ones under the age, I don't know, three, like that's going to be challenging. You're going to put all your focus into that, but you still probably crave friendships and crave, maybe you still crave going out or whatever it might be. Um, but your main priority at that time is probably, you know, raising little ones. And then maybe when they're a little older then you focus more on whatever. I think that you can have kids and focus on your career and do all the things you love. Yes. But 
something's going to suffer. Like wherever you put more time into one thing, you're saying no to something else. So I do think that can be challenging. No, absolutely. I was listening to a podcast not too long ago. Well, actually, this was a little bit ago. Um, Teray Roberts, he is married to Sarah Jake Roberts, who's T.G. Jake's daughter. Okay. Um, and he was talking about exercising your no and understanding that your no has just as much, if not more, power than your yeses. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's true. And I also am a firm believer that women can't have it all, just not all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's different seasons for different things. I think, though, like you said, when we talked about careers, I think there's just a lot of pressure for us to figure out all of those things Mm -hmm. all at once. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to. You can just worry about the step that's like in front of you at that moment. And I always try to say, like, make your next move your best move. So that way it can pivot you into those other areas that you see that you want to achieve in. Yeah. And I think asking yourself like what success or having a big full life means for you, because it is really easy to get brainwashed by our society or look on TikTok or Instagram and think that's what you should have or should want. But, you know, doing the things that allow you to be more connected to your soul um, help you define what that means for you. Oh, my gosh, that really is real. Like, I don't think I've asked myself that, like, to live a big, full life. Mm-hmm. But for some people, that could be stay at, staying at home and raising kids and, you know, family. Other women, people, it could be um, living in New York City and with yeah. their family, but working on Wall Street and what, you know, it can just, it just depends what you, what you want. Do you know that answer yet? um I know that I always want I've always worked since I was like 15 years old I have little side jobs I can't really ever see myself feeling I think I'll always want to work I'll always want to do something ideally I don't really ever see myself doing something that isn't the beauty boost but who knows um but less hours and I definitely would like to have a life partner I've always wanted to adopt so I will adopt whether I have a partner or not, but I would like to do it with a life partner. Um, and, you know, just my values are family and friends as well and fun. But beyond that, I don't know all the answers to every single thing I want, but I know those are some of the big things. Well, good, Rachel, because I don't know all of those answers. <laughs> and that makes me feel good that, you know, like, okay, at the core, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very similar to that too. Like family, friends, I always, I always tell people like, I love a good time. If I see a good time rolling, why stop it from rolling? Join the good time. Why, If you see a good time happening, don't stop that good time. Just join, join along. And, you know, that's really important to me, but also... Leaving my mark here is really important to me. I feel like whatever I do, Lauren London said this, like, I just don't want to miss my mark. I don't want to miss my mark and why I'm supposed to be on this planet or was there a message I was supposed to get to somebody? I think working in higher education to show me, um, you know, maybe I won't be the person that will change the world, but maybe I'll be the one that inspires that person. 
and I quote a lot of different people because a lot of people have inspired me. Tupac said that. And it's true. Like you may not be that one, but somebody else may be it. And that can even happen on a random day where, you know, you're helping somebody find direction somewhere on their way to destiny. It could be at a beauty boost event. It can be all these different places where we're connected. And that's why I think like connection is so important. And I think that finding spaces where you connect with people in sacred moments are important because I feel as though those are when the messages are being exchanged that are supposed to be for the ears that are, that are consuming them. That's just me though. But I'll be thinking too deep sometimes, Rachel. I do. I really do. Okay. So I want to transition to what we call the last call. And this is where we leave a tip for people. This is like for trendsetters, people who are doing different things in the area, in the culture that we want to leave a tip to. And so I will give my tip. I hadn't even decided who I wanted to give my tip to, honestly. I think that the tip that I want to, actually I do. The tip that I want to go, the tip is what? what, How much money I got today? 25%. I'm giving 25%. (laughs) This tip is going to Sesame Street. Okay, so this is something that I did not know until today, Rachel. Let me know if you knew this or if I'm, I'm just the one that's behind the eight ball and I'm okay with that. So I learned today that Sesame Street was created by a guy who was studying psychology. He had a specific interest in early childhood education. And so he wanted to focus specifically on child, like children education for black and brown people, like black and brown youth, because he was finding out that in the education gap around that kindergarten time, most inner city youth were drastically behind privileged areas, which still reigns true today. Um, so he created him along and alongside this other, this producer, this psychologist and a producer, they created Sesame, they created like a, it's called like a Sesame study. It ended up turning into Sesame Street, which is then mocked off an urban area. Like that's why Sesame Street looks like New York. And most of the characters and involvement were supposed to be based and catered to black and brown children. I had no idea that Sesame Street was sent to disrupt and educate black and brown youth to help, you know, level that playing field in terms of education. And so I just want to give Sesame Street, like, yeah, a 25% tip because that was so intentional. And I don't know if I see a ton, like I don't have children. I do have a niece who's three. Um, She watches a bunch of kids shows. There's one show, I think it's called like Molly's House or something. When I tell you, Rachel, the songs are a bop. They are a good time. And I was like, where did did you get songs like this growing up? But they're, I don't know if that's the name of the show, but if there are more children's shows, listeners, let me know that specifically cater to black and brown youth, but are on like big networks like PBS, um, things like that, just because I thought that was so neat, but also like, if they, it, and they said like it was like an outrage during that time. There were protesters who were saying like they didn't want Sesame Street to go on because it was too provocative because of the black and brown children that were featured on the show and just the audience and the music that they played. 
But damn, like if they were pissed about Sesame Street, imagine what happened when like Soul Train started or Apollo. Like if y'all are pissed about Sesame Street, oh my goodness. But I had no idea that Sesame Street um, had that intention when it came out. So I'm giving them my tip. And then the last part of the show, Rachel, is absolutely one of my favorite parts. And that is recommending different brunch spots because, you know, bitches love brunch. And my favorite brunch spot that I had went to recently that I want to talk about was the Breakfast Boys in Atlanta. It is black owned. It is also LGBTQ plus IA owned. It is a powerhouse in Atlanta. It is amazing. When I tell y'all that the service was absolutely crazy, um, it was And not crazy in a bad way, like crazy in all of the best ways that it was super fast. Everyone was very professional. I had, I think the grits and um, shrimp and grits. Yeah, the shrimp and grits. Uh, Too much food for just one sitting. Um, I went with one of my my homegirls there. She also lives in Atlanta. And she lives in this historic area. And where it is, it's just a strip of like black owned places, just eateries in Atlanta. But this place was popping. It was like homecoming weekend. I think it was Morehouse and Spillman's homecoming that weekend. And I went and they were showing out HBCU people show so much love. I love you guys. You guys know I don't have the experience, but I still love you. Um, But yeah, I recommend the Breakfast Boys. If you're in Atlanta, definitely go check them out. I'll leave their information in the show notes. Well, we're going to continue to follow your journey. Um, I am so grateful that you made time to chat with me, especially after a wedding yesterday. Like you are a rock star. Um, And I just want to thank you for spending time with me and just lending your thoughts and your experiences and sharing more about the beauty boost. If we're in Columbus, again, if I'm in Columbus, I know I said I'm there for work this week, but for personal, definitely want to reach out and maybe grab some brunch with you and chit chat over a mimosa. So it was so nice to have you on the show, Rachel.